Oh, yes. Oh, God. Yes. Welcome back. Is it still good? This is the show with two grown-up film students who hate growing up. I'm Bear Kennedy in Chicago. With me, as always... Andrew Carter in Los Angeles. It's hot as hell here, Bear. How's it over there? It's warm. It's not as bad. Um, I, I am now shorn. I'm a shorn man. I, I've lost some beard that yes. you have as well. So yes. I, you know, it, 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 it's hard to gauge if, if it's actually colder or if it's just how I feel. Yeah, our, both of our faces got shorter, if you're watching. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, you know... I feel a breeze more in my face, I will say. That's good. Yeah. Um, and I think two things. One, no more food is getting stuck in my beard, which is nice. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know where to put the crumbs now, which is a new challenge. Right. Now you have all these crumbs because you're a messy eater anyway, and you're like, where, mm-hmm. bear, where bear, bear, put, put. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we don't know. But the other thing is that I, I feel like with quarantine and with the pandemic and everything like we talked about last time it's very easy to get depressed and i feel like the beard was kind of like my depression beard a little bit and i mine feel was a power a little, beard uh, it was yeah, not a depression beard my, i feel like i was hiding behind it a little bit and now i'm this is me so <laughs> i feel well, <laughs> a little better which is good well well for for those of you who don't know this is uh this is it's still good this is the show where we uh, look back upon the culture of our youth and we take our rose-colored glasses and we, we throw them away in favor for a pair of sunglasses that we find in a dumpster in Los Angeles and we put on those sunglasses and it allows us to see that the world is actually run by aliens and we should obey. And it is, it is with that set of eyes that we look back upon things to see if they're still good. And what are we doing this week? So, this week... We are doing. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know if that's like the right key or tone or whatever. Uh, Goosebumps, uh, the classic 1990s series created by and written by R.L. Stein, um, which yes. is uh, you know seminal from our childhood. <laughs> we all grew up with it. We all loved it as kids. There was a book series. There was a show. It was then a movie with Jack Black uh, and actually a sequel with uh, cameo appearances by Jack Black uh, both Bear and I read the very first uh, Give Yourself goose, Goosebumps entry, Escape from the Carnival of Horrors mm-hmm. because we wanted to do something where we both could read the same thing but also a little different and have certain experiences with it and then we also read R.L. Stein's recent, most recent book. Uh, they call me the Night Howler, part of the Slappy's World series. Um, and that one was actually an audiobook that we listened to, and so we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, but first, um, let's talk about the history of Goosebumps. Why don't you? Yeah, R.L. R.L. Uh, stands for Robert Lawrence, and I think I had previously. Um, I think I said it, it's, it stood for Reginald Liaison or something. You said, uh, so, I think you said so Reginald Liaison or Reginald Lewis. Or... I wanted it to be Reginald because I thought that would be funny, but it, it's yeah. Robert 
Lawrence, and apparently yeah. you, can, you can call him Bob. Yeah. R. L. Stein is one of the most prodigious writers of our our time here on Earth, and yeah, I still find it weird that he's a real dude who claims to write all this shit by himself. Uh, well, it, there's a it little seems... bit of did you? There's a little bit of history behind that. There, are a couple of the Give Yourself Goosebumps books were ghost written. Oh, really? Yeah, according to trusted old wikipedia they were uh written oh and now you guys are gonna get it thanks babe uh my wife has just delivered my dinner now for anyone watching this is a, a health shake uh spoiler alert we're on a cleanse we're doing uh the clean program 21 day program where you have a health shake for breakfast a health shake for dinner and a clean meal for lunch and we definitely want to kill ourselves all right, well, we'll come back to Reginald Lawrence because I want to hear about this. So, what am I what am I looking at? And are you using a straw that is specifically the exact color of my penis on purpose, or is this just what you had at home? This is just what we have at home, but okay. we we made sure to when we when we were ordering straws, we were like, let's make sure it looks like bear's junk. <laughs> um, so this what is, is that straw? How big? What is the? It's gauge silicone straw. It's a great straw. It's great straw. It's great for thick shakes like this. So what's in this shake is the chocolate shake powder from the clean program, half an avocado, cocoa powder, cacao nibs on top, almond coconut milk. I think that's it. I might be forgetting something. I don't what, know. What day are we on here? Eight. So we've got uh, just really? we've got just under two weeks left. It sucks. Holy shit. All right. Yeah. So, I've been dreaming about Chinese food. Like, that's all I want. I, it's, it was recommended we, to us by our good friends, Nick and Gabby. What are we, what are we dealing with hunger wise here? How are the hunger levels? What are we, what are we feeling? Throughout the day, okay, honestly, but at night, that's when it gets tough. Like, mm -hmm. towards the late afternoon, evening, like right about now, I'm starting to get hangry. So baby's glad that baby has a shake right now because baby would be mad if he didn't have a shake. But so it can get a little like tempting and food cravings like like you can you're like watching something and you see a character eating and you're like, oh, that looks good. I wonder, wonder, wonder what they're having. And, uh, and <laughs> you're so that's, to fixate on food. Yeah, on like on a show, which which, you know, is fake. Like, it's, you know, plastic food. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're actually eating it. We've been going to bed very early. Like, we're in bed by, like, 8.30. Because <laughs> we're just like, we don't want to do anything. Like, we don't want to, like, well, watch a movie. Well, we're not, like, asleep at 8.30. We're asleep maybe by, is like, 9.30. Is it still light out at this point? Yeah, kind of. Because we're just so sad <laughs> we can't eat. Like, we, we, what this has taught Zoe and I is that food is such a big part of our relationship. Like, we love good food. And we love... <laughs> no, no, no shit. <laughs> the first week was definitely the hardest. And the program even says that during the first week, it's going to be the most... That's the most challenging. You're going to feel tired. I will say I definitely have more energy today than I had any day last week. You think um, you might stay up to like nine o'clock tonight, or what are we? What are we thinking? I'm, I'm thinking. A little, a little I'm thinking maybe even nine nine twenty. You know, let's just let's just call it like it is, man. I'm feeling good. <laughs> no, are there different but, flavors? How, how how are we doing flavor wise? It's just chocolate or vanilla. Have you tried mixing the two? Have you gone half and half? Like at, at school, or I don't know if you used to do that. Like mix 
chocolate milk with a white milk you get a little in between i mean yeah that's a fun thing it's fun with soft serve and it's fun with a milkshake but like this is some health shit it's not like i feel like it's that might be interesting but i don't know the morning shake is is definitely not as fun or not as tasty like this is actually pretty good what i'm having right now like i would have this for dessert but it's and, a meal replacement it fills you up well okay last question how are the poops uh frequent and not that satisfying to be honest with you like little like rabbit pellets really you you don't leave you don't have a, a feeling of completion afterwards i feel like there's maybe more in the tank not more in the tank i do have a feeling of completion but it's just annoying yeah. um i had one very satisfying poop last week where i was just like oh my god like it was crazy <laughs> you got it the was, good afterglow yeah oh it was fantastic um but sorry i have my mouth full. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean but here's the other thing you can still eat like chicken turkey fish that's cooked like you can still eat certain things vegetables certain fruits uh just it's it's no carbs it's no refined sugar no red meat nothing good frankly yeah. <laughs> um it's all the good shit's gone that's what sucks but like i mean it was definitely my idea i am not i will definitely not uh blame this on zoe you're owning um, this but she yeah i own it but i will say she's been handling it better than i am women are that's a good. lot stronger than men dude like there's just there is no question um and she's a, a warrior and a champion but she's definitely like i hate you <laughs> my dear lord um good luck. anyway godspeed sir godspeed spider-man anyway goosebumps uh we were talking about so yeah a few of the choose your own adventure books were ghost written which makes sense because i don't know if you were looking up like when goosebumps started he was publishing one a month like that yeah, guy he, was on fire he I, I looked a little bit into his schedule and like how he does it and he, he he actually has a bunch of shit on his website that goes into how he deals with writer's block because mm-hmm. this guy fucking writes all the time. Yeah, I found the list right here. Actually, yeah. What do you? What I can I can read them. Um, number one: Don't ever stare at a blank page or screen. Start. I do with that a lot. Notes, journal entries, outlines, cheat sheets, what ifs. Write something down before you begin. I think that's great. Two: yeah. Know your know your ending first. If you know where you're going to end up, you'll know where to start. That's really interesting. He I, I, that's it's weird. He says he starts with the title of his book, mm-hmm. and then he does that first, and then works it back from that. Which I'm like, that's fucking crazy. I mean, it's yeah. It's, this isn't the most complicated shit. This is children's kind of cheap he says the title lets him know what type of story he's gonna write which i find fascinating because you know what's so funny is like i've heard for so many years like when it comes to screenwriting like oh we'll find the title later we'll find the title later but like i feel like i come up with titles first and then i'm like and i don't really know what what it means but i just i'm like here's what i think working title blah 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 like and i don't know it's like like I don't really know what it's going to be, but it does help set the tone. Like I just started writing a short that hopefully will turn into a feature film and the title is A Bad Time to Go Off Antidepressants. And like I feel like that's a I feel solid like I know title. what's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you feel like you're like you know what's where where it might go or, or like wh- the, at least the tone of it. But it's interesting he can he can find like a title right 
and and that gives him enough direction to, to write the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I guess they call me the Night Howler. If you just get that one idea down, you're going to write to that idea, no matter what you do. Right. If you keep that in mind, you probably can get through doing it. And same thing for the, what, Escape the Carnival of Horrors. Like, if you were right. to just figure out that's going to be the title, right away you know that you have a book that's going to need to include A, a carnival, and B, horrors. So number three, you don't have to write the beginning first. You can write down your first draft in any order. Then you can go back and put it in the right order. That's great. I've never considered f- this. Yeah, I never considered it either. That's great, though. Number four, don't worry about how the first draft sounds. Just put words down. You can always go back. Five, before you write, tell your story out loud. Once you've told your story, you'll have a lot less trouble telling it to the paper. That's really interesting. Six, set a timer for a short amount of time. Let's say 13 minutes. Tell yourself you're going to write something, anything, until that timer goes off. When the timer dings, if the writing is going well, set it for another 13 minutes and keep writing. If it's not going well, set the timer and do something else for 13 minutes. Then go back to your writing. That's great, too. I like that he's working the number 13 in, a little spooky. Yeah. I hope like, very, he's got, very, like, you know, rule number 666 coming up. Yeah, very apropos. Um, number seven. If you're still stuck, don't throw away the idea. Try changing it a little. Try writing it from another character's point of view, what that, you just yeah. said. Yeah, telling a story in another character's voice. Eight. Still stuck? Give up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> what if it said that? <laughs> just give it. He doesn't even have ten. It just stops at eight. Yeah, it's like, like, uh, he's like, I'm getting writer's it? block writing this. Uh, eight. Still stuck? Look through a magazine. Find a picture of a person pl- or a place that looks like your character or setting. Write down a complete and detailed description of what you see. Guess what? You started your story. Nine. Set a reasonable goal and reward yourself if you can get there say i will write two pages today then i can watch tv for half an hour yeah that yeah, I, 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 I do that all the time it's almost always send an email and reward yourself with jerking off exactly it works yeah, great it like, gets the emails like, out. like yeah dude it's like send one email and and go know, at it tear that shit off go to hawaii and it's like <laughs> like oh my god you're really rewarding yourself for nothing uh, 10. Don't ever stare at a blank page. Start with notes, journal entries, outlines, cheat sheets. What? Wait. Oh, it's is that the, the same, same one. It's the same one, yeah. Write down something before you begin. I know. This is the same as number one. I'm repeating it because it's the most important tip. Got it. That's what he says. He really had me there. Yeah. yeah. I know. What a little trickster. What a little jokester. Which also oh, is yeah. a good segue because when he when R.L. Stein first started writing, he started writing jokes. And he considers the Goosebumps books to be like scary stories with jokes in them. And I don't, like, you know, I don't funny find there books. to be a lot of jokes in in the books, but um, that doesn't surprise me at all because I I don't know if I've ever had this discussion with you, but I, I tell this people all the time: horror is the exact same thing as comedy; they are identical. Yeah. Uh, but one one's going for laughs and one's going for scares, but but functionally and structurally, horror and comedy are identical genres. And once you kind of understand that, you can you can blend the two. And but essentially everything you do in horror as far as setting stuff up and paying it off is the exact same thing you do to tell a good joke. Uh, just with horror, you usually have things that are macabre or, or horrible happening. And with a joke, obviously, you hope someone laughs. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, horror and comedy, if we're talking about, you know, I guess you could say books, too. But if we're talking about movies, those are the only two genres that elicit, you know, um, like actual verbal reactions from an audience that you can yeah. hear like i mean how does i, I heard john apatow ask once like how does spielberg know lincoln is working 
and it's true it's like it's a drama so it's like how do, how do you test that movie like and like like you can get it like you give them a card after and they fill it out but like as it's happening how do you know that they're into it like but with comedy you know if they're if they're laughing it's working and if they're not laughing you have you have a problem same same with horror if they're like screeching like one of the one of my favorite theatrical horror experiences was also a movie with comedic moments which was uh it Stephen King's It from 2017. Which one? The, okay. the first one. Yeah, I just read It for the first time. The book, it was great. Um, you read It for the first time? Yeah. Recently? It, yeah, like a couple... Well, I listened to the audiobook. And it was, How did you like it? I liked it a lot. It was long as fuck. And yes. it definitely, like... I thought that the the first half was better than the second, which much like this these new movies, I thought part one was better than part two. I agree, um, and I and I think, I, I, I think it. it's I think it's Stephen King's best book. That's a yeah, like a seminal. It's... That is like a foundational text of my childhood. I think Stephen King writes kids so well. Mm-hmm. He writes he he he's able to write what it's like to be a kid and to be scared, and experience life as a as a as a child. He does it much better than R. L. Stein could ever fucking dream of doing it. Yeah, anything, I thought I was gonna say that's a good segue too because yeah. Because R.L. Stein, go ahead. Just to finish on Stephen King, that that book is split into the the adult and the kid part. The adult stuff is good. The kid yeah. stuff is fucking awesome. It's it, phenomenal. It is, it is the, the best shit. And that book goes, and the movie does it too. Both movies to an extent, but that book goes from just a very basic premise of like something in the town is scary, and it's fucking with kids, and takes that premise and goes so far through the looking glass into the weirdest shit possible yeah. it's awesome it, it that book is way more fucked up than either of the movies would ever lead you to believe it's oh, wonderful yeah. how weird and strange Dude, and just that whole drugged out against that whole like that whole side story with Hockstutter. amazing like what the fuck man uh, yeah, incredible that yeah and that brings us to goosebumps and rl stein and like you know, when when I was a kid, Goosebumps was, I remember one of, that was like one of the first things I think I read, like growing up of like, yeah. you know, like you, when you have a book fair at school and you like buy a couple books or you get them out of the library. I don't think they were ever assigned reading, but I remember loving them as a kid. The one I remember as a kid the most is The Abominable Snowman of Pasadena. Because um, I just remember thinking that title was awesome, and I was just like, "Well, he, I mean, Pasadena? he puts effort into the titles, yeah, it's yeah." <laughs> and then, when, and then when I found out that Pasadena is a real place, I was like, "Wait, no, R.L. Stein made that up. No, like that's a real." And I was, I was shocked. Um, but like, I remember reading it so much as a kid, and I remember watching the TV series and that iconic theme song, and I remember the dog like when like like because the theme song's great and then when it they pet when the g floats over the dog and then it you hear the like like it's i remember that always i remember i was always like that's a dog barking isn't it but no one could ever like confirm it but then when i got older i was like yeah of course it's dog barking um yeah it's ridiculous but uh yeah i mean i remember loving them as a kid truly i did and this time around I think that's just this is this I think Goosebumps is almost like the perfect example of what our show is which is like tell me give it to me like is it still good no like 
It's so good for kids, though. I was reading it and being like, this is so great for kids, but like, I, this is not for me anymore. Like, no way. I, I agree, and I'll, I'll, I'll say, to, to keep it a little positive, I'm blanketly in favor of anything that gets kids, A, reading books, because books are pretty right. good, and, and B, gets kids into horror, because I think scaring kids is cool. Uh, that said, I fucking hated every second of these two books. That we read. <laughs> I, I was mad at you for a lot of it, and I hated it. Um, <laughs> I, I hated the, the Choose Your Own Adventure, and I, I hate, hated the audiobook. Yeah, just to be clear, Bear was mad at me because this was my, it was my suggestion not only to do the Choose Your Own Adventure, it was also my suggestion to read his, like, his newest book. I was very upset, and I, 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 I wanted to text you with how much I was hating it, but I wanted to keep those reactions fresh for the show. But holy shit that I, I just hate this. Yeah, so I did not much. enjoy it at all. Oh my just, god, like, no. You know how I could tell I didn't enjoy it? <laughs> I know how I could it, tell. When it was when it was. I kept over, trying to steer my car into the other lane for a fucking week. <laughs> Jesus. I when I was when, when it was done, I was like I was like, yes, I I accomplished work. And I wasn't like sad it was <laughs> over. Check this off. Yeah, I wasn't like I it's like, you know, I didn't I felt like I was like, okay, good. I was productive as opposed to being like that was really fun. I enjoyed it. I yeah, I I didn't expect to hate it this much, but I didn't either. That I was shocked I really I really did. I hated it. But I, so I know. Talk I, about I, it. Wait, why? Why did you hate it? So, why do you think you hated it so much? Okay, I, so I, I'm with you. If someone tells me that they like Goosebumps and it's not in the past tense, I'm gonna have to. There's no way I'm gonna be able to hold back. I'm gonna be like, when was exactly. the last time you read one? There's no fucking way you still like this. Yeah, no um, way. Like I understand that books are made for kids and that's fine, but these are the definition of reading level. Like I remember these in in elementary school. I remember reading some of them. I remember the covers really well. Oh, yeah. I was not super into Goosebumps, which is a little weird because I love horror shit. The Choose Your Own Adventure book, I'll say, I chose correctly because that book starts with maybe six chapters or so before you really start getting into the Choose Your Own Adventure. And we did it on an ebook, which may have been a huge mistake because I could not have been more fucking annoyed navigating the menu to to switch chapters every page and a half it was unbelievably annoying and i went through the carnival of horrors i had some kind of gypsy guess my weight on mars which she got right and i got sent to mars and that was the end of the book so that that took about 12 minutes and i was like i'm not going to reread this because this was terrible i'm glad it's over Dude. Um, so I, I think you can get going into like a, a longer plot. And if you read it linearly, it doesn't really make sense because it really jumps around. Like you are jumping forward, backward, all over the place with every choice you make. Yeah, it's like jump uh, to page which, 78, jump to page oh, four. And you're like, what? Where? That, what? Seriously like that. It's like, oh, jump to chapter 132. And I was like, God damn it. And you're scrolling through this fucking thing to get there. And... Maybe that's really fun for kids. I hope it is, but it sucked ass as an adult. No, wait a minute. I, I On the ebook, you just there, it should have opened up a link. Like I just clicked the link to the page. I was the doing it on the, linked. the Google ebook app or some shit. 
Oh, that thing sucks. You should have just read it on no your kidding. laptop. Well, <laughs> I came in my own eyes uh, during oh my this God. experience. Yeah, that was how Wait, bad it was. But that that implies that you like enjoyed it if you came. No, it was it was a frustration come. It was a frustration. You, you never an, know what's going to get come. Yeah, it was, it was a hate come. That's what happens to you. Yes. You got a speeding that, ticket. You're like, officer, no. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy reading it. I was so happy it was over. Uh, what did you think of the Choose Your Own Adventure? I didn't like it either, but for different reasons. First of all, I did, like I said, it did feel like work, and I wasn't like necessarily enjoying it. But I thought it was like really lame. I was mad that like something cooler didn't happen to me because I start you start as <laughs> you said. Wasn't rad enough. You start in the thing of like you're at the carnival, and then like I jumped over the fence. And we went in, and we were met by a big giant, and he said, do you want to help the freaks? We said, yes, we'll help the freaks. And then the freaks were messing with us, but then the giant was messing with us, and we said, wait, what are we going to do? So I clicked, like, who do you trust, the giant or the freak? And I said I trusted the freak, and it was like, and now you're all home at your house, and now they're going to be living with you. The end. And I was like, what? That's is that really what happened? Yeah. Uh, here, I'll read you the last page. I have the last page open. Yay, our hero. The freaks cheer as they bolt out of their cells. You follow the giant through a side exit, and in no time you're leading all your new friends to your house. You're sure your parents won't mind taking them in. After all, how much can a 300-pound giant, a 500-pound fat lady, and a three-headed man eat? Hmm, better not answer that question. Just be happy that you've come to the end. So I guess actually the giant was one of the freaks, but I, I'm talking about the owner of the park, Al. That was yeah. The guy who was like, who do you trust? We, we all know Al. Yeah, great guy. But um, like the be- you know what the best part about the Choose Your Own Adventure books was that they're called Give Yourself Goosebumps. That's very clever. That's funny, and it was interesting that it's, it's written funny. in the second person. So it's, it's yes. all, it's not, there is no character. You are the characters. When you read it, it's like, just like you did. It's like, oh, you go home. You right. see these freaks. It's written that way, which is it's kind cool of interesting. To be, yeah, it is. And that's, and that's great for kids, like, of, you know, kids of any gender to be able to see themselves in, you know, and, like, it's easy to imagine yeah. themselves. Which is great, but I think that yeah, I just again, I think it's so strictly for kids. Like I like, this is such a prime example of something that is you know from our childhood that is so not good anymore. Yeah, but it, it but, it's, it, but it, it doesn't is, mean it's bad. It means that it's good for kids. No, like, I I want it to exist, but as I've as we've talked about some of this shit on the show, I, I'm starting to firm up on the position of. I'm going to be a no vote for if something's still good if I don't have a place for it in my life now. Right. And especially, I mean, you coming off reading It by Stephen King, the level of horror between It and these two Goosebumps books is, it's night and fucking day. There's almost no consequences in Goosebumps. Goosebumps is very focused around things kind of being scary to kids but then resolving there's a lot of cliffhangers like oh and then the thing right. came after us and that's a chapter break and then well they, that's they kind of resolve that that's rl stein's mo that's his that's his mo i mean he yes, said that in he's like i never i never there's no profanity there's no like scary violence i never really put them in that much danger and like that i i understand why that's great for 10 year olds like yes. that's that's why we loved it because 
you know, there's there's really no reason to give 10-year-olds something that's, like, really going to fuck them up. Like, if I read It as a 10-year-old, oh, my God, I'd be, I'd be fucking traumatized. But I read I think it when so... I was 13. Okay, that's a little old. I mean, yeah, I was 13 when I saw The Exorcist. I think 10 and 13 is a big difference. But I also think yeah. at the same time, what I think Stephen King, it's so interesting about him is that, like, he does take kids and he puts them in these horrifying, traumatizing situations, but his books are not for kids. They're so clearly they're both, not for kids. They're Clear, both dealing clearly. with kids. Right. They're both dealing with kids, R.L. Stein and Stephen King, but um, but one is strictly for kids, the other is not. And I think that's why that's why I still think I could call R call R.L. Stein a great writer, because he, you know, he's like, Yeah, I know what I'm doing. This is for kids. This is this is what I do. And it's funny, um, uh, he's been called the Stephen King of child literature. <laughs> Which is a um, hilarious title to have. It is a funny title to have, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. I did not like the, the Give Yourself Goosebumps, and I did not like his latest book at all. It was not for I, me. I, I hated, hated that fucking book. Yeah, luckily it was I, only two and a half hours. It flew by on the audio. I, I, I listened to it while I was working out, and at a couple of points I kind of spaced out, and I was like, maybe I should go back. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to rewind this. Fuck it. I'm, yeah. I'm plowing forward. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did not love, what is it? They call me the night howler. Yeah. Which is. I don't get how it's, I don't really understand that. Maybe it's because I haven't read other Slappy World books, or at least not since I was a kid. I don't get how it's a part of Slappy's world. That was one of my main, the main things that stuck out to me was Slappy, who's the dummy. Yeah. I believe from Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah. Is he is uh, not narrating, but like presenting this tale as if he's Robert Stack on Unsolved Mysteries or some shit. So he's, <laughs> yeah. he shows up like three or four times in the book. He like, he introduces it and has a thing at the end, but I have no idea how he's Yeah, why is he there? And why no is he connected? Idea. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's Slabby. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why are you here? This sucks. <laughs> the, the voice guy doing Slappy sounds exactly like that. He's doing a broad vaudeville deal yeah. like that. And it is very odd. Yeah, it's very committed. Um, Extremely committed to the bit. But it's weird. Yeah, I didn't understand why I was connected. And it's funny. Like, I thought the premise of it, it's basically a kid who goes to a museum for like superheroes or something yeah. um and he meets a real superhero who gives them his superhero suit and says that if you put it on you have powers i feel like i've seen that before oh I feel it's like very I've, familiar I, it's, it's yeah it felt very familiar that was the thing like i don't know rl stein <laughs> said in and his Instagram, like, this is the best book I've written in years. And like, look, for kids, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's true. The we you know what you know what was really weird to me that stood out was I uh, just talking about goosebumps today versus goosebumps when we were growing up is like there were multiple mentions of Instagram in this book. Yeah. Well, I, I at the end of the audiobook I, I listened to it to hear the copyright and shit, and it's from this year. Right. So it, it's yeah. as topical as it gets. Like he's he name checks the Marvel superheroes. This main character, whose name was Mason Brady, uh, yeah. clearly he's cashing in on millennial names. Yeah, um, and know, sister, little sister Stella. Exactly, which is cr crazy. Um, yeah. But it seems very topical, which I think is smart. If you want to 
continue to make books for kids, you should make plots that kids will like, which I think he, he does a very good job of. Yeah. But it, it it is not a scary story at all. Not even like nominally in the way that some of those old books might have been where it's like, hey, wouldn't it be weird if a dummy was alive? That's scary. Ah. Well, it's, yeah, that's the... I didn't get any e- even e- e- like, you know, kind of creepy, oh, this thing is, is scary vibe from this. This was just kind of a kid is a yeah. superhero tale. Well, I remember like the f- the first Goosebumps book ever, Welcome to Dead House. It's this, yeah. you know, these kids move into a new house and like things start to come alive. Like that is inherently something that like kids are afraid of if they move. Otherwise, yeah, we're moving into a haunted house. And like then he had other ones like The Haunted Mask about the mask that won't come off. Like that's yeah. that's a great idea. And like that's based on something that his son had a Halloween mask that like got stuck and wouldn't come off and that's how he came up with the idea and it's cool that that's actually born out of something that happened to him but like yeah there's there was nothing inherently scary about no. this latest book not even close um yeah n- not that it's a, a a bad book for kids but I, I i don't know maybe i missed something i i don't get the slappy tie-in i don't either uh, at all and i don't know i, I mean i'm so removed from children's literature i don't know what else is out there that he's even competing with now right um but i'm guessing it's similarly topical you know kids getting instagram famous and being into superheroes yeah i would imagine dude that's yeah that's a real thing again i i must i i must give him credit for you know as as we said being current and being topical for sure and look again yeah. I, i'm not gonna sit here and say rl stein's a bad writer he's a great writer there's no question he, but he, he's not a bad writer he he writes in tropes he writes in a genre there yeah. are things about that that are to be expected um you know it, he is probably more aptly to be compared to like danielle Steele uh, yeah. in romance novels than anything else that's certainly not stephen king who's written uh, a, a lot but yeah. has more command of genre and command of story and can write different perspectives and characters obviously much more yeah he's so good with character yeah he's so good with character it's insane um and and arl stein wrote a book recently called red rain that's like specifically for us people who mm-hmm. have the name recognition from childhood or old now Mm-hmm. And I looked at the page count, and it was like 380 pages, and I said, no, thank you. Uh, but I did read a bunch of reviews about it, which seemed to imply that he has gone from kind of writing around some of the violence to just describing the violence, but still missing that element of what actually makes things scary beyond like, ooh, blood is kind of gross. Right, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't feel like I missed out well, there. Well, that's, that's I think, what Stephen King does so well in his books is, like, he taps into, to in terms of... but that, Okay, so really quickly, I think, yeah, that, Stephen King taps into real primal fear and horror. Big that time. we experience. Like, look, we've never had to fight a demonic clown, but we... Yet. But we, but yet. We under, yet, yeah. But we understand trauma, and, like, it is all about, like, childhood trauma and growing up yeah. to face that and how that fucking eats at you your whole life. And then The Shining is, you know, we've never been in a isolated in a hotel yet. Um, but although we have been quarantined, you know? Um, <laughs> so it's like, no, it's like, but I think The Shining has a whole new meaning right now. And, and I think, you know, The Shining is definitely about not only, um, you know, isolation and 
and fear, but it's about your family turning on you. And a lot of his books deal with like the adults in, in our lives who are supposed to protect us are uh, yes. not protecting us. And I think and not uh, understanding the fear and not being yeah. able to understand what's going on. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that R.L. Stein is not interested in scaring people. That that's it. He's just not interested in it. And I think that's and I, I think that's totally fine. But I think yeah. what's interesting is that he's not interested in scaring people. He's more interested in I think making him laugh and writing jokes and maybe giving him a little bit of a creepy feeling, but like um I think that's why his books are so great for kids because I guarantee you there are things in this book that you and I just read that kids understood that we didn't pick up on probably that they're like oh that's hilarious and we're like yeah i don't i didn't find it funny but like <laughs> i remember like laughing out loud reading the abominable snowman of pasadena when i was a kid like ha you know like some you know punk little shit kid um <laughs> but yeah that's i mean look my vote is uh is definitely no goosebumps are oh. not still good and i would defy anyone at our age to tell me otherwise and if anyone says that they are i i am definitely going to ask them when was the last time you actually read one um yes because it's a chore it's a chore when you're an adult i think reading it to your kid is a very different thing that's obviously you know that's probably fun but even that you might be like "Eh," like (laughs) checking your watch (laughs) like yeah it's tough man i mean the I think we've been a little spoiled with some of the quality of entertainment that's come out that is geared towards kids recently. Mm-hmm. Like, namely, like, you know, Pixar movies and other stuff of that vein is usually pretty good, even if you're not yeah. a child. So when you, right. you read something like Goosebumps that's specifically for children, and that's kind of it. I mean, as easy as it is to read this, it sucks reading it. And it's it, disappointing it sucks. because oh, yeah. of what you just said, because of things like Pixar. Like, dude, I, I still quote Toy Story. Like, All the just time. Like, we got to get this life. wagon train moving. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Like, I, oh, God, what, like, whenever my friends and I are uh, are on set and, like, there's an issue, we'll be like, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. I'm lost. Andy is gone. We're going to do a new house in two days and this is all your fault. You know, and, like. And oh, it's it's classic, yeah. you know. And oh, and I another, promise. And another news: Andy's birthday party has been moved to uh, today. Um, <laughs> and next we have there's there's so much in there for adults. Like I remember seeing that as a kid when I was seven years old, and like my dad was laughing. Oh yeah, I promise to do a full episode on Toy Story because I love that movie. Uh, yeah. I oh. I do. I, I, I can talk three of all time probably. I, I can go on for a long time about how Toy Story is a horror movie. Uh, which, yeah. which makes it really good. I know. Um, That's the but, best is when, when when movies that you don't think... You know what else is a horror movie? Completely different from Toy Story. Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Like, I'm t- like, dude, horror and comedy are my favorite genres. And Zoe and I love watching... We just watched The Lodge. Have you seen The Lodge? It's I've on Hulu right now. It came out earlier this year. It's really good. It's fucked up. It's a trip. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I love good. horror. I mean, I, I I wish it's tough when you're talking about like horror for kids with right. goosebumps. Like, I don't. Would it be cool to like read a real story about a clown that legitimately eats children and it's traumatizing? You know, to a ten year old child, <sighs> that might be a little <laughs> a little much. But 
like I said, I'm, I'm glad Goosebumps exists. If I had kids in Me there, that would be cool. But yeah, it, I, it is shit as an adult. It is yeah. not fun to revisit. There's <laughs> nothing there. There uh, really it, that that's the, it, the yeah you just nailed it. There's nothing there for adult. There's nothing there. There's for not. Us. There's nothing that's for it. you. That's that's These it. are not the droids you're looking for. So no. Goosebumps is is to be avoided uh, as an adult. So that that is too hearty nose. Um, sorry to the fans out there. Uh, if you feel differently, shoot us an email, stillgoodshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at stillgoodshow. Facebook, is it still good? Or you can visit us on our website, stillgoodshow.com. Uh, Bear, what are we doing next week? Uh, I know I name checked Robert Stack earlier today. He's been on my mind quite a bit, RIP. We're going to do Unsolved Mysteries, which is back on Netflix as of this month. So there's a couple episodes that they dropped i think there's six or so and we're gonna look at the new ones and also the old ones unsolved mysteries was one of my favorite shows as a kid so we're gonna and i never watched it it as a kid so this is gonna be interesting to see how the old and the new and really quickly robert stack as in robert stack from airplane the actor that the same get the fuck and basketball yes oh my god He's got he's way dead. He's, he's I know, the but he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll he's make gone. It quick. <laughs> oh man, he, he's yeah, he, he's like decomposed. He, he's been he's gone a, for a while. Yeah, and he's got a great name. Get me amazing Rex name. Kramer. perfect voice. Rex Kramer, uh, so man, that's what, I, I, what, I, what an icon. I miss him, big time. Yeah, we all do. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.